This is Greg Olson, here to tell you about my new podcast, TE1. On the show, I had a chance to talk to my fellow tight ends who have revolutionized the position from an extra lineman to a dual-threat superstar. And just like my guests have changed the game, this year, NFLSundayTicket.tv is revolutionizing your NFL viewing experience. Stream all the live out-of-market NFL games every Sunday on your favorite devices and never miss a moment from your favorite players. Visit NFLSundayTicket.tv and use the promo code GREG88 at checkout and get 15% off your subscription. That's NFLSundayTicket.tv and the promo code GREG88. Subscribe to TE1 and get NFLSundayTicket.tv, an unmatched dual threat. Again, welcome in to the OBR Newswire podcast. I am your host this week, Jared Mueller, filling in for Jake Burns. Hope you've enjoyed the two solo podcasts that I started this week. Um, but um, we're going to flow into having some of our staff on. Uh, tonight we're going to have Fred Greetham on, uh, the original, the uh, long-standing beat writer for the Orange and Brown Report, been together with Barry uh, and, and this staff for such a long time. So excited to have Fred on. Um, but first, um, we need to talk about uh, DoorDash. You've counted on restaurants, now they're counting on you, and while their dining rooms may be closed, some of them, they're still open for delivery with DoorDash. So DoorDash is the app that brings you the food you're craving right to your door. Ordering is easy. Open the DoorDash app, choose what you want to eat, and your food will be left safely outside your door with the new contactless delivery drop-off setting. Choose from your favorite national restaurants like Chipotle, Wednesdays, the Cheesecake Factory, or many of your favorite local restaurants are still open for delivery, too. Check those places out, those mom and pops, uh, those Cleveland, those Ohio City ones, uh, the ones that are for you. They Just open the DoorDash app, select your favorite local spot, and your food is on the way. Right now, our listeners can get $5 off and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter the code BLUEWIRE. That's all one word, BLUEWIRE. That's $5 off your first order and zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter the code BLUEWIRE. Don't forget that code is BLUEWIRE for $5 off your first order and free delivery with DoorDash. All right, folks, and so now uh, it is my honor and pleasure to bring in one of my teammates, Fred Greetham, who has been, uh, he's our OG, he's the original, he's been around for so long covering this team. Just from from an experience perspective, uh, Fred has been an amazing teammate for me and um, someone who has really helped me uh, in a lot of ways. So, Fred, thanks for coming on tonight. I want to make sure we're just efficient with your time. Uh, going into Wednesday morning. And so, Fred, you've covered the team for a while now. Um, how would you say COVID has impacted your coverage of the team the most? Like, what's the, the big Because we know the fans can't do a lot of things they're used to doing. But I know it's affected the media that are there on the ground day to day. What would you say the biggest impact uh, some of the limitations of COVID has had on your coverage and your time with the team? Well, it's really been the least amount of access that we've had. You know, 
this was my 31st training camp, um, and it's the least amount that I can ever remember, and it's really um, – and so I guess the, the most difficult thing is the way it is, is the Browns totally control the narrative. They provide who we can talk to and what we can see. I mean, we did – 30 of us were allowed to watch practice, but we were so far away that you, if you had uh, – not binoculars, you needed a telescope to see <laughs> – and so you're really not being able to see a whole lot that you used to get to see in the training camp. And also in the preseason, you got to evaluate, you know, real football. It's really just kind of, as you've been out there, a lot of times it's touch football. Guys look good when they know they're not going to get, you know, <laughs> smacked, you know, with the ball as a receiver. And so it's really hard to, you know, gauge a lot of that. But you know, I'm glad to at least see football and talk about football instead of all the other things that are going on. But that's been the biggest drawback is that limited access. It's really a controlled narrative. We're all talking to the same guy. You used to be able to kind of spread out and everybody kind of went to whoever they were more interested in. You can't do that now. Yeah, and I think, you know, I've obviously being at camp in the past and, and just general coverage, it, there were little things that were just interesting even more to me. And I think to our OBR subscribers, you know, they tend to care about the third fullback as much as they care about Baker and Odell. And it, it's almost a little bit different um, from, you know, the traditional coverage and, and not having that opportunity to, to see what the players are doing off on the side or, you know, see what the 56th guy is doing and those kind of things probably has to be frustrating. It, it feels like you're watching from a video monitor more than you or, or from a telescope, as you talked about. So it definitely feels like there's a, there's a difference um, for what information you get and what kind of relationships you can build, but also just for you, it's it's not really watching football as much as, as you would want to. Uh, so that, that has to be frustrating. Has that um, – have you seen that kind of frustration? I know it can be for you guys and all of us in the media. Have you seen any of those kind of frustrations um, in any of your conversations um, with the coaches, with the players, or just body language whenever you are, you know, 350 feet away from things? Is there anything that stood out to you where it seems like anybody with the team is frustrated? Well, I haven't really, you know, experienced. I think they like it this way, and one of my fears is that, you know, access will never be the same again. I don't know, but um, as far as that, that you said, yes, because they're trying to get the starters ready. There's really not seeing much of those undrafted guys and, you know, and, and the guys you even saw in camp, you know, and then you saw in the preseason. And so it's it's really you, – you don't get to talk to them. You really don't have – they don't provide those guys to talk to. It's really the front-line guys, and, and rightly so, I guess. And so, yeah, I don't see it. You know, the coaches, they seem to be, you know, happy, and they, they only have to come on once in a blue moon if they're assistant coach. And so they don't, they're not affected too much media-wise, and the players really have it easy. You know, it's maybe, maybe Baker once a week, but everybody else once every two or three weeks or something at the most. And so they're not bothered by the media too much. And you know, I haven't seen frustrations really on their end other than they just don't feel like they have the time, you know, to get things done. And 
but they have worked at a faster pace and a brisker, you know, and a sense of urgency. Yeah, and I think that's the really interesting thing. Is like you said, it, it'll be interesting if it goes back to anything that used to be, um, because you know coaches in the NFL and really like to have as much control as possible, and so now they really do. You know, we have no idea who is good on a different roster or even on the Browns' bottom end of the roster. We have really no real feel for who might make the practice squad. So it's going to be an interesting, uh, especially when cutdowns come and, and then really that second wave. So, we, you know, we get the 53-man, but then normally there's a few players claimed, and so then that 53-man, a couple of them, you know, move on a couple of days later. And so it'll be interesting if we see a, a limited amount of movement uh, just because there's no information, right? If you guys aren't getting any information and you're on the ground, how how limited is the Bengals' information or the Steelers' information about what's going on in Cleveland? Because they have just basically what you guys have and what you guys are providing. So um, I definitely think the coaches and the, the organization like the lack of information that is getting out, uh, especially with very few people really, you know, in Berea right now. So, um you know, moving on to kind of that second question, since you this is your 31st camp, um, I'm guessing you may have given up counting how many head coaches you've had to, you've covered, um, but I'm guessing that number is 20-something uh, at this point in time. Um, but given, you know, all the different coaches you've seen, and uh, to be honest, uh, rightfully seeing that many coaches, maybe you're a little skeptical, um, what are your thoughts on kind of the new staff and, um, you know, in the limited interaction you're having with the Stefanskis and, and those guys, what have you seen? Is there anything that stands out to you about the staff or just general summary you can kind of say for what you've been able to see? Well, you know, from the get-go, I've been very impressed, you know, with Stefanski. You know what throws me off, though, is when I see his birth date. It's 28 days before my son was born, and I, <laughs> and I keep seeing him as my son. You know, I'm like, wow. But, you know, he's very organized and very meticulous, and I don't know if I've seen a coach this organized and meticulous since Bill Belichick, you know. Mm-hmm. He seems to have the details down. I like a lot the way he does things. But when it comes to he, you, he is the new breed of younger analytics-driven coaches give out no information, especially on injuries. I mean, I thought in the past they gave you nothing. Now it is literally he might acknowledge the guy's injured. <laughs> we haven't seen Greedy Williams in, in 10 days, and he's, and he's just saying, well, he's day-to-day, you know, well, he seems more than day-to-day. Usually those guys are out on the field on the bike and doing things. Same way with Mac Wilson. It just came out, and I think that came out through the agent or through ESPN, you know, that that he doesn't need surgery. Stefanski just, you know, he just confirmed that today, and the injury was August 18th. You know, we had a joke in the press box that, Monday, he might get the information. Was it, was it the left or the right knee? You know, <laughs> you know, and he says that he doesn't have any update. Well, you know, unless he's saying, "Please don't update me," so I can not lie. I've never seen so little information. Now, as far as they're they're using everything they can, and rightly so, because the Ravens have no idea, you know, what Joe Woods totally will do. You know, they can look at what he did in the past, you know, in the same way with Stefanski. So they're trying to use that all to their advantage. But there is no information coming out. 
um, from this new head coach. And last year, you know, Freddie Kitchens couldn't stop talking, you know, and, and <laughs> you know, and that probably wasn't good either, but you would like him to be a little more forthcoming with you. But as far as, no, I've been impressed, you know, with everything they he's handled this. He hasn't complained. He's just, you know, taken it with stride and, the biggest thing is, is we haven't seen him in game action. And that's, you know, that's what separates them. You know, we saw deer in the headlights with Hugh Jackson. We saw it with, you know, with Freddie Kitchens. Game day, on the moment decisions, you know. And, and that's where your preparation meets decision time. And so I have a hunch that he'll be much better with it. But until you actually see the decisions and, and why he makes them, you know, it'll be determined later. So, folks, this is how uh, headline journalism would work. Uh, longtime 31-year-old uh, veteran media member says Kevin Stefanski reminds him of Bill Belichick. That's not what we're going to do at the OBR, folks, but it is a, an interesting way of, of looking at it is, you know, as a new head coach, we've seen all of the new head coaches doing their first time, whether it's Shermer or Patton or um, Freddie Kitchens and, and on down the line. Well, Jared um, was, I'll interrupt you, where yeah. Belichick, he was like, he took that from the beginning. And the reason he was, one of the reasons he was so resented here by the media, because nobody had really been like that before, you know. They gave you information. They, you know, even off the record would tell you things. And then from that point on, it just seems to be, it just went downward. And they're all like that now, less and less and less. And, yeah. you know, and, you know, if it turned into wins, that's one thing. It did for Belichick. It didn't in Cleveland. But as far as – I'm sorry to cut you off, but that's, oh, yeah, that's, that's, that's one of the things that, you know, that, you know, Belichick now can get away with. He couldn't get away with it when he was first here because he was pulling all those things and he didn't win. Now he, he wins and he can do whatever he wants. And it'll be <laughs> the same way with Stefanski or whatever, but, you know, ultimately they'll be judged on wins and losses. Absolutely, and I think what's interesting about Stefanski, different than Belichick, and again, obviously none of us are saying uh, Kevin Stefanski is or will be Bill Belichick, but that he's not sharing information. I think it looks like Stefanski does that in a more pleasant way, a more personable way, uh, which may help. Um, but in the end, as a media member, you know, your job and our job is to gather as much information as we can to provide information to, you know, the fans and to, and to really communicate that. And in a day and age where no one has any information, it sounds like the Browns, you know, have put themselves in a position to not share that information or not have anything out there, which you're right with the Ravens. They have little idea of what really is coming. And so for a new head coach and a, and a new coaching staff, that's the only benefit they have, right? Most people would say that this COVID, it tends to uh, benefit, you know, the long-term coaches that have been together with their quarterbacks. But the one thing that the new coaches have is there's literally no information about what they're planning or how they're going to do things. Even some of the video of, like, the scrimmage and the practices, they're very purposeful about what video angle we're getting, and so uh, they definitely have kind of crossed their T's and dotted their I's uh, with sharing as little information as possible about almost everything. We're not seeing route combinations. We're not really seeing a lot of blocking uh, on the videos, and I know you guys are a, a long way away, but it's good to hear that you feel like Stefanski is prepared. He's not overwhelmed. Um, obviously, you'd like him to share more, but that's for you, 
But as a coach and as a presentation, there seems to be a lot of positives there. And you're right. We'll see what happens when the game actually starts. Are they actually ready? Do they practice and and play the way they want to? So, um, you know, it'll be interesting. So, Fred, I wanted to end today since, you know, I took over for Jake this week. Um, I really wanted to get a feel for you because I have no idea, zero, and you might only have a little of an idea based on the information that you've been able to see and all of that. But, Fred, give me a feel. What do you feel like this team is? What is their feeling? What do you expect? Kind of just what's the – and what's your feel? What's the feel on the field? What's the feel in the, in the press box? What is this team going to be? Because I have no idea based on the limited amount of stuff I've gotten, and I know you've gotten at least a little bit more and you got a better feel for what's going on there. Well, that was interesting today. Some of the my colleagues, writers, we were talking, you know, they, the players and the coaches, they seem so upbeat about this season. And we were talking about why, why did they feel that way with all the injuries they've had on defense and the way the offenses looked. You know, it really, to us, doesn't look like they're ready to win at all. But the, they all seem to be very positive about everything, which is a good thing. But Heading into the season, I just think the defense was the problem to begin with because they didn't address it to the extent the offense. And then with devastating injuries by players like Delpit, Mac Wilson, you know, guys they were counting on. Um, but I just think the lack of preparation together just hurts these guys, you know. And, you know, in the NFL, you can't get too far behind you know, with only a 16-game schedule. And so with that said, if they can keep their head above water, you know, going into the second half of the season, I think that they'll be able to find their stride. I think this offense can be fantastic. We haven't seen it, but, you know, sometimes, you know, it's just it's just putting it together. I think it's all on number six. You know, if Baker Mayfield is right, this team will – hardly be stoppable on offense you got five pro bowlers i think you just gotta you just gotta make it real simple here and get the ball to one of those five guys you got two guys to turn around and hand it to nick chubb and kareem hunt and and then you got the guys you know on the outside and the tight end and so i just think they got to simplify and just find what baker does best and and get the ball to the playmakers and it could be like the Chiefs two or three years ago when they were scoring 40-some a game, but they couldn't stop anybody. Now they got their defense better, and then they won the Super Bowl. And so I just think the offense is where this team's meal ticket is. I don't I don't think it's it's fair to say, you know, they're playoff caliber. I, I would have if I didn't see what happened last year with the Ravens. I thought there was a window with Pittsburgh, with Ben, you know, and obviously he went down, but even before he went down, that they could be had, and they're still going to be a force. But I think the Ravens, you know, have proven that they are going to be tough to reckon with. And you play six games in the division, I think that'll make or break your season. But I still think they could have a winning season, and they could challenge for a playoff spot if they can play their best ball in the second half of the season. Awesome. Playoffs, folks. We're, we're maybe talking about playoffs, but the first thing we got to talk about is Sunday. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday are coming back to the NFL. 
With the NFL SundayTicket.tv, you can stream every live and out-of-market NFL game every Sunday afternoon on your favorite devices, plus Red Zone and DirecTV Fantasy Zone channels. Never miss your favorite teams and your favorite players. Uh, you can't miss your favorite reporter, Fred Greetham, as well. But no matter where you live, NFLSundayTicket.tv is your key to the most glorious Sundays ever. Use the promo code BLUEWIRE, that's all one word, BLUEWIRE, at checkout to get 15% off your subscription. Visit NFLSundayTicket.tv and use the promo code BLUEWIRE. Fred, I appreciate you taking some time uh, for this Wednesday morning OBR Newswire podcast. I hope you are doing well. Take care of your family, take care of yourself, and we'll talk soon, brother. All right, Jared, thanks for having me on. Absolutely. Just an absolute pleasure and, and privilege to have Fred on. Uh, and so as we finish up, um, you know, we need to do a shout-out to, to our one of our sponsors, betonline.ag. So did someone say playoffs? Fred did. Fred talked about the playoffs, y'all. Like, even though you could hear a little bit that he was down about him, a little bit of down on the defense, but the offense could be great, Fred talked about playoffs. So someone said playoffs. The NBA and the NHL are, are playing for gold right now, and our partners at BetOnline have you covered. Get in on all the action, including a new NBA bracket contest with plenty of chances to win MLB season is pushing into the fall, weather's changing, leaves are changing, and there's no shortage of ways to bet with hundreds of odds, futures, and props. So take advantage of the return of sports, and remember the casino never closes. Check it out all day, all night. Go to betonline.ag and use the promo code BLUEWIRE, that's all one word, BLUEWIRE, to receive your welcome bonus. That's betonline.ag, promo code BLUEWIRE, all one word, BetOnline, your online sports book experts. And thank you for coming on today to, to listen in as we had our expert, Fred Greetham, on. I hope you enjoyed that conversation. I hope you enjoyed learning a little bit about kind of the behind-the-scenes stuff and what some of the frustrations and just, just dealing with some of what is this unknown and all of that and, and Fred's 31 years uh, with the Browns and his feel for Kevin Stefanski. And you heard it here first, Kevin Stefanski is Bill Belichick. Not really. You know I'm joking. But it's interesting to see Fred's perspective who has seen kind of them all. So thank you guys for stopping by the OBR Newswire. I was your host, Jared Mueller. Uh, We will talk to you tomorrow, and go Browns.